You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2022. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching, we are talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Welcome to this week's episode. It is a Rosh Hashanah special. I know it's the end of August at the moment, but we are getting into Rosh Hashanah season. How about it, Sam? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hi. It's so good to be here. I cannot believe it's already Rosh Hashanah's just around the corner again. I'm so excited to chat with you and just hang out, talk about the new year. So I'm sure you know Sam from previous episodes, but just in case you're new to the podcast, hello, we love that you're here, by the way. Sam is on the Your Jewish Life content team, and she's a big part of of everything we do. So she's she's been on a fair few episodes, and Sam's back for the Rosh Hashanah special. I think it's really cool that she's in New York City, and I'm in London as well, and just we might talk about some of those differences, but we just wanted to get together to get excited for Rosh Hashanah, to get you excited. We want you to be part of the conversation as well. So just send us the DM at your Jewish life if anything we say sparks anything for you and, and join in. So especially Sam, if you have any recipes to share, because yes. I'm always looking for some new new Rosh Hashanah recipes. Why is it that every year we look for Rosh Hashanah recipes and then like we probably resort to what our mothers or grandmothers made like hundreds of years ago, but we still want the new ones. <laughs> it's always good to sprinkle in a bit of the old and a bit of the new, right? Have a little I bit know. of a mix. I know. I love my thing that I did last year. That I think I'm going to try this year is just adding fruit to some of the main courses, like in the meat. Do you like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. Like pomegranates or something? Yeah, pomegranate, apricots are really nice. Um, I don't know why when you said adding fruits to things, I immediately, my brain said pineapple fried rice, which is definitely not necessarily (laughs) a traditional Rosh Hashanah food, but why can't it be? I was going to say, why not? It can be. So should we just kind of remind people when Rosh Hashanah comes in this year? Because it's different every year. It's different every year. And it always takes us by surprise. So it comes in at sunset on Sunday, September 25th, ends at nightfall on Tuesday, September 27th. But we have got you. We're going to get you inspired from this episode. I've also got a really cool Rosh Hashanah place that I've put together that you can download at yourjewishlife.co slash Rosh playlist. I'll link to it in the show notes. So even if you just want to get in the mood, dancing around the living room, putting that Rosh Hashanah music on and getting ready. So Sam, one of the things we were just talking about when we were off air was how annoying it is with scheduling the time off. Can we just talk about that? Because I feel- Oh, please. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I we spoke about it a little bit last year, how it's always been really frustrating, especially, you know, being in America and how PTO works, you know, that paid time off, you get a very set amount of vacation days. It's a lot shorter than a lot of places in the rest of the world. And, you know, if you only get 10 or 15 days a year, you know that three of those days are being used for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So that's already some of your vacation gone. And last year I had gotten a new job and they had unlimited PTO and it was great just being able to know I could take that time. I actually wrote an article about it being just like thrilled with this new concept and 
not having to feel guilty about taking that time off. And unfortunately, I got laid off. So that that mm. job is no more. And I'm already, you know, I'm on the job hunt. I have a few applications going and already my brain is like, oh man, I'm going to have to ask for that time off immediately after starting, you know, if I start a new job soon. And it's so stressful and it's so frustrating. And it shouldn't be that stressful to say, hey, this is my holiday. I need this time off. You know, I, I'd rather work on Christmas or Easter or whatever. I don't need those days off, but those are the days that are guaranteed to me. I need Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur off. And I need to not feel guilty about taking that time for myself. So how did your previous company get to a point where, you know, why is that considered unusual in America, this unlimited PDO? Can we get more companies embracing? Yeah, I think a lot more companies are embracing it, but you know, it's still not the norm everywhere. It's it's definitely a perk, but it's the same across the United Kingdom. And, you know, even if you're not taking or if it falls on a weekend or whatever, but on the actual day, you need to leave work early. And it's, you know, everyone around the office is kind of looking, why is she leaving work early? What's going on? And just all the explaining. And I feel like we have the same conversations every year. And is there room for change? Is this always going to be the way? Is it because, you know, we've talked about some other episodes, you know, sometimes in non-Jewish spaces, we diminish our Jewishness. So when we do need to talk about it, it feels a bit awkward. Like what's going on here? I know something I did with this last job, even though we did have the unlimited PTO is something different that I'd never done at a job before, which was just truly unapologetically Jewish at any moment I got. If there was a moment where it could come up in conversation, I brought it up and everybody kind of knew that that was it. When I put my away message up, I didn't just say, oh, hey, I'm going to be out these next three days. I said, I'm going to be out for Rosh Hashanah. This is why. This is the Jewish New Year. If you have any questions, do not be afraid to ask. I'm so happy to answer because I I think it's important. I think a lot of people, like in New York, people sort of know what the holiday is or they at least understand, oh, it's it's an important Jewish one. And then like a lot of Jewish people might be out. But the thing is not Not every Jewish person takes off for those holidays. Not every person celebrates them in the same way. You have all these different people, all these different Jewish people celebrating in whatever ways that is appropriate for them. And that's great. But then it creates this misunderstanding amongst people who aren't Jewish. And they're like, well, so-and-so is Jewish and they didn't take off. So why do you need to take off? And it's like, well, because we're all doing it in our own way. But this is something that you need to allow time for. This isn't Hanukkah. I don't need that Christmas break, that winter break Hanukkah time off. Like I could do Hanukkah at home after work and it's not a big deal, but I can't prepare for the Jewish New Year. I can't sit in temple while I'm on my computer doing work. It's just not going to happen. I think there's a lesson to be learned there that I think we need to be proud Jews all year long. Like you're saying, you know, you're unapologetically Jewish from start to finish and it was embraced it was I love it when you said you've got any questions ask me you know let's just be out and proud and so no surprises when Rosh Hashanah comes around so I think that's a great thing to to sort of take away from what you've just said and you did it yourself yeah and you know speaking of the new year and speaking of just really not not that it's our responsibility to educate people in our workspaces but how important it is to not shy away from those things and not be ashamed to to talk about these things because it's part of our lives. It's part of what makes us people like we're, we're workers. We're, you know, we're, we're hired by a company, but we, we have personal lives and, you know, something that I was doing at my last job with the DNI initiatives was really 
you know, taking my experiences of being a Jew and trying to like help my coworkers understand what that means. And I put together an entire programming around That's that. Right. I remember and, you sharing that with me. Right. And I, I set up, like, I really, I wrote out a calendar and I was like, these are the important holidays. These are the minor holidays. Come talk to me about it. Cause I think mm. people are afraid to ask cause they feel like, well, I, I don't know. Should I know? I don't want to offend her. I'm never offended by questions. No, I no, love we... talking about it. One of my favorite things also is inviting non-Jewish people to Shabbat dinner or to the holidays exactly. and sharing our culture with others. And yeah, I hope that, you know, this upcoming year, 5783, we can all, all of us become a little more out and proud, like whether you are already a proud Jew, be even prouder, you know, it's an example. Yesterday I was wearing a t-shirt with a sort of Jewish slogan on it that I was wearing to record some reels. And I thought, Oh, shall I? Uh... And then I was I was going for a walk. I needed to go over to my dad's house about a ten minutes walk walk away. And I had a pause to think, well, should I change the t shirt or should I keep the t shirt on? And you know, I'm a proud Jew. I yeah. so I says, let's. What work. what made you pause? What made you because think, I don't, should I, I wear it or not? I don't didn't want to draw attention to being Jewish on that ten mm. minute walk, even though I live in a Jewish area, and it's just you know something that. I know you said the same also wearing your Star of David out on the on the subway. Do you do it? Yeah, you think about it. If you're wearing it, you're like, I've gone out today and worn my Star of David out. You know, it's it's we think about these actions in non-Jewish spaces. Anyway, we are turning this into a whole other podcast. Let's well, no, I think I think all of it's relevant. You know, we're thinking about our actions of the last year. We're thinking about yes. what do we, what kind of energy do we want to bring into this new year, right? Yes. Because at the end of the energy. day, Rosh Hashanah <laughs> is the Jewish New Year. It's a reset. It's it's thinking about how our year went last year and thinking about what what is it that we want to bring into the new year and what do we want to leave behind. Well. I want to feel calmer more of the time. So I have a sort of, sometimes I wake up in the morning feeling anxious for no reason. And I wonder whether it's just like habit of sort of worrying about family members, worrying about little things. I'm, you know, so I want to, I have, I feel like I've improved this past year, but it's still not where I want to be. So I want to be calmer. I want to continue with my more joy attitude I want to buy a cap that says more joy on it <laughs> wear, it, wear it out in public uh-huh. <laughs> I want to what energy do I want to bring I want to bring kindness and I want to keep where I am in my life I'm really happy where I am in life we've I think all the listeners know as you do that we've just bought a, a family home which was something that we've worked That's all time. Thank you. We've worked towards this for years. It's been a a goal of our family for years and we're there and it feels so good. So I just want to sort of hold on to what we've got. I don't have any, I just want to work on, and you've heard me say this before about the anxiety, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, and I think that's a really, you know, it's a universal thing. And, and so often people who feel anxiety think it's, just them and think oh what's wrong with me why am I feeling this way and then we don't talk about it with other people so we think we're just like in this isolated bubble but meanwhile I think we're all feeling especially after these last few years I don't know anybody who's not anxious Mm. um and I think we can really gain a lot from just expressing that to each other because Mm. we're all feeling it in different ways and it's helpful I I feel like it's helpful to talk about it brought up something for me thinking about what do I want to bring into this year and I, I've been working on my anxiety a lot this last year. I've been working with a therapist and working with a life coach. And one thing that I've been discussing with them is 
you know, what are, what are things that are in my control and what are things that are outside of my control? Cause so often the things that I'm anxious about are the things that are really not in my oh, control. Absolutely. And that. just being able to label those things. I'm not saying I'm perfect and it works every time, but just being able to like label those things and understand, okay, can I actually do something about this? Or is it somebody, you know, sometimes we're anxious about other people and we want them to make the right choices or we want to help them and then things go wrong. And then we're anxious about that. But it's like, that was never in my control in the first place. I can only control my personal actions and that's it. That's really it. Well, I had a classic example of how I sort of I've been trying to work on it and how I think just just last night so I don't know if the listeners know um, I've mentioned it several times my mom died last October and so I'm you know still kind of getting over that and obviously not getting over it because you don't get over it but just sort of adjusting and obviously with that comes really caring for my dad and looking after him all that stuff and I, I take his sort of care as if it's often sort of my responsibility and last he's just really he's cool he's great he's anyway he bought these shades that he's really proud of they're optical sunglasses he just bought them. oh my gosh so cute and, I know and he's just like he what he he loves to do jazz singing in his but I wouldn't say it's a hobby I'd say it's quite a serious thing like he does gigs and stuff like that anyway so he bought these shades and he wore them out last night to some gig he was doing and just before I went to bed, I was really worried that he wouldn't have brought another pair of glasses with him, that he'd have to drive home in his obstacle. Oh, no. And something terrible would happen. And I caught myself thinking like that. And it's that thing where, like, I can't wrap him up in cotton wool. I can't do anything about the shades. I can't do anything if that happens. And I just let it go. And I didn't fall asleep sort of worried about it. I didn't ring him first thing this morning. Uh, when I did ring him, I said, I said to him, and he said, he said, yeah, he says, you can wear them all the time. I drove home in the, in the sunglasses. It's fine. I said, dad, you're not supposed to do that. He goes, no, it's fine. And it's just like, <laughs> you can't control. I can't, can't control. control. It's just about letting it go. And, but I want to do more of that, but I won't ever be that person. That's just, but, you know, care, I think it's you know. just, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's about not caring. I think it's just about you know, really just self-reflection whenever you're able to, right? No one's perfect. We're not going to be able to do that for every moment. Let's, let's be honest. You and I are very empathetic people and we do care. We care very much about the people around us, but you know, we also need to care about ourselves as individuals. Like you, Karen, you need to care about you and Sam, I need to care about me. <laughs> and so maybe a little bit more of that, um, bringing that into the new year. What about you, Sam? What can you, what do you want to do more of next year that brings you energy and joy? Yeah. I mean, I really want to push myself this year. I think that last year I took on a lot of new challenges, a lot of really scary things, um, things that, you know, I didn't think I was capable of doing. And I, I often shot myself down like, oh, you, you don't have the skills for that. Or you, you've never done that before. What makes you think you can do that? And I surprised myself a lot this year. It was difficult. I did not have an easy time with it. I struggled a lot. But then I made so it. Did you step into side. things knowing that you didn't think you were capable and thinking I'm going for it? Or did you do those things without even realizing you were stepping into them? I think a little bit of both. I think, you know, with some personal life decisions, I was kind of just like, okay, I don't know, let's go for it. A lot of things with my career, I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing, but maybe I can. And there were definitely times as I was learning along the way where I'm like, what am I thinking? I can't do this. You know, that that fun imposter syndrome that comes around and something that um, someone taught me was, you know, when you're doing something that's difficult, 
you need to look at it in increments. So whether it's like a long-term thing. So if you look at it from like a week ago, you know more a week now than you did a week ago. You know more a month now than you did a month ago. And being able to look at it from that perspective really shows that like, if you're patient and kind to yourself, things can absolutely change for the better. Mm. And so stepping into this new year, you know, on the job hunt again, looking into opportunities that I think before I would have shot myself down for, like I would have just stepped in my way and not applied for certain things and not have taken a chance on myself. And this year I'm really going to try and take a chance on myself with the, you know, perspective that, yeah, I may not know how to do this, but what am I going to know three months from now that I didn't know three months ago? What am I going to know six months from now that I didn't know six months ago? And really try to believe and like, just trust that process of growing because we're all growing every day. It's just harder to see when we're with ourselves every single day. So, so true. And I love talking about like that growth. Exactly. And, you know, taking a moment to actually stop and think, where were we a year ago? Where were we now? And how much we've achieved and grown and experienced and on that note I've got to do a little plug for the the Jewish Joy Journal which is coming out this year because I'll tell everyone about it in a minute but what that's going to do when we fill in our journal is we're actually going to be able to look at where we were a year ago and just be in our head so Sam knows all about this I wasn't even (laughs) intending to talk about it but I gotta this is like talking about what I'm bringing into next year so this is a, a big passion project of mine that I started doing last year then my mum died and I had to put it on pause and I've reignited it this year and it is basically everything that we do at your Jewish life way everything like our whole mission in a tangible product that you can own and it's going to be a six-month journal to re-identify with who you are it's you know I'm not doing a very good job of explaining I think you are no keep going gratitude yeah it's a gratitude journal with goals it's part gratitude channel part goal planner part non-judgmental Jewish BFF and it is basically a way to move to where you want to be in your life re-identify with who you are encourage your own agenda also of what your Jewishness means to you because I think that gets lost in everything and sometimes we think it needs to be separate but you know, it goes hand in hand with who we are. And, you know, yes, we are, we are workers and whatever jobs that we do. And we, we are mothers or we are friends or we are students or we're all these things, but we're also Jewish. Like at the same time, like those things are not separate from what drives us. And I don't know if you've ever kept a journal, Sam, but I have, and there's never anything with Jewish values. If anything, it's like Christian faith journals or, or none at all. So I'm really excited to bring that into Rosh Hashanah. I think we're going to do the, if you're, if you are on our mailing list, you'll hear about it. We're going to do a sort of pre-order just before Rosh Hashanah. So listen out for that. It's, it's the jewishjoyjournal.com or jewishjoyjournal Instagram. I'll be talking more about it. Just want to take a brief moment to tell you about my community, Smashing Life. It's a beautiful Jewish community that I'd absolutely love you to be a part of. It's a place to build the life you want on your terms, empowered by a community of like-minded Jewish women from all over the world. We have masterclasses and parties and get-togethers and socials and so much more. Um, Why don't I hand over to Ashley, one of our members from Los Angeles, and she can tell you what it's all about. So my favorite thing about being in Smashing Life is that it provides access to basically a group of friends 
where it's safe to share things that are good, that are bad, and things that you would never share publicly, like, I just took a pregnancy test and it came back negative. This sucks, everybody commiserate with me, or someone at work just threw me under the bus, and you know, people are so supportive, or you get to share something positive, like, you know, I just got a promotion at work, but I can't share it yet because it hasn't been announced yet. You can just share everything with each other and get, you know, support, you can get just your group of friends cheering you on or commiserating with you, supporting you for whatever you need. And it's, it's so special. So there you have it, that's Smashing Life. It's an incredible community membership club for Jewish women. And I'd love you to join. Just head to smashinglife.club, smashinglife.club and join today. Yeah, that's really exciting to be able to sort of see from where you've come, see where you are today. And what do you want to do more of in the new year, Sam? Hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. I mean, I, I really think like risk taking, I really just want to take more risks, especially, you know, not, not to get too personal, but going through three layoffs in three years, going through COVID, going through all of these different things, like losing an apartment because of COVID and all this stuff. It's like, everything is temporary. Mm, you know, mm. there is nothing in our lives that are going to stay forever. They're, they might stay for a very long time, but nothing's guaranteed. And no. If we play it safe, we don't experience the most out of life. And mm. I'm a pretty cautious person. And I like to think that I make most of my decisions from a pretty rational place. And I think there's a time and place for that. And there's a time where it's like, you know what? Yeah, you might not know the outcome, but you just have to do it or try to do it because yeah. you're not going to get anything back if you don't give first. 100% be daring. And mm. we learn, we either we either get to where we want or we or we've learned something special so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that one Sam okay I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some accountability I'm gonna definitely need a support system so please do yeah take more risks TMR (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about some other sort of reflection stuff and then also just should say if you're listening to this episode sort of hoping to find out what exactly is Rosh Hashanah what do we do how do we celebrate all the sort of the ins and the outs um, you can download our guide. We've got a really great free guide to Rosh Hashanah. Just go to yourjewishlife.co slash Rosh, yourjewishlife.co slash Rosh, or, or, and you can listen to episode two, which was one of our first episodes. You remember that one, Sam? I Where do. Delved into it more in that, in that frame. We're just, we're just really into today, Sam and I just having a bit more of a reflective chat. We'll probably talk about our menus and what we plan to do and we'll, we'll bring it, we'll bring it to the the traditions shortly but I'm really enjoying this sort of reflective element and I think it's a really important thing to do on Rosh Hashanah it's actually part of celebrating Rosh Hashanah is that self-reflection it is and you know I think a lot of times when if you see on Instagram everybody's talking about Rosh Hashanah or you maybe you hear other podcasts that are talking about Rosh Hashanah or just any conversations it's usually centered around the food it's usually centered around the traditions which are all wonderful and great but we don't talk about this self-reflection as much as we probably should. I think that kind of gets shoved to the side a little bit because we're so busy preparing for it, planning for it. And that's usually centered around like, where are we going to be? What yeah, temple are we going go to go to? Because we need to leave work early. <laughs> we need to leave work early. We need to get our menu set. Like it's all about these little details. And it's, we, we often 
don't take care of or, or nurture like ourselves the way we should be. The time for the holiday, this time is for reflection. It's for growing. It's for making those changes that we want to make in our lives. So keeping on the reflection theme, who who had a really positive or who's had the most positive impact on you this last year? Is there someone that comes to mind? Yeah, I think honestly, um, you know, just all <laughs> It sounds funny to say, but, but you, and also like my, my boss from last year, like just oh. these strong, wonderful businesswomen oh who are <laughs> just really incredible and supportive and really pushing me out of my comfort zone and believing in me, because that's a really hard thing for me to do for myself. And so, you know, when you hear it over and over, it's like, Sam, you have skills, Sam, you're very talented. It's like, okay, well, if they're saying it over and over it's true and I trust their opinion they must be on to something yeah Sam works freelance for us here but we've been working together since 2019 and it's really an amazing story because Sam I wouldn't have known Sam existed on this planet had it not been for my other brand smashing the glass and luckily Sam was getting married so she came into (laughs) smashing the glass world back in 2018 or 19 did you get engaged 19 I think yeah, I got and... I got engaged in 2018, but I think I found you in 2019 yes, as I was planning I'm my so wedding. Pleased you found me, and then she actually joined our Smash the Glass Brides Club, and then we had a New York meetup for the Brides Club members, and I met Sam and we connected, and it was amazing. And boldly, actually, even before the meetup, I think you boldly. Yeah, I think it was um, before. The, I already knew I wanted to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah talk about take you don't think you take risks this is this is bold this is back in 2019 she emailed said I'm interested in any writing opportunities you were already on my radar and having met you and then the opportunity came up you were there you were number one because you'd taken that bold step so Sam is now kind of very much um, core inside the Your Jewish Life brand and Smashing Life and all that good stuff so the life Jewish lifestyle and it's just such a great partnership. Love working with Sam. And she really is amazing. And I can't believe that you don't see that in yourself, how talented I'm you are. I'm doing better at it. You know, I think this last year I've really been working on trying to see that and trying to believe it. And so that's mm. definitely what my goals are for next year. I want to keep nurturing that part of myself and really, you know, it's funny, right? That whole fake it till you make it thing. I think yeah. a lot of this year has been faking it. But it's starting to get to like the point where I'm like, well, I'm not as bad as I, uh, you know, give myself credit for. So maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe I am pretty great. You are, you are. And also you turned 30 in the past year, right? Oh gosh. Yes. So does, doesn't that, <laughs> but that, no, but like, I remember when I turned 30, I thought, right. The twenties, if it just trying stuff out thirties is really what it's about. Right. Like this is serious. I don't know. Now. I feel like I'm still trying stuff out, but I think <laughs> I, I think I'm doing it more in a way where it's like, uh, I'm not just trying stuff out because why not? It's, it's more like, what do I, I know, I know better about myself. Like, what do I like? What do I, what am I good at? What are my actual skills and how can I use those um, in different ways? Because I think we often pigeonhole ourselves, right? And think, oh, I'm only good at this one thing. And that's the only thing I can do. And it's like, yeah, but that could be the building block to so many different things. Mm-hmm. So 20s were for like, I only have this one skill. 30s are for like, how can I use that one skill to have, so I have like 10 different skills. Well, I'm here to say that 40s are even better. So you've uh, only got good times coming. <laughs> yeah, 40s is like, I feel confident in who I am. I'm, I'm, 
I don't know. But again, it's hard. The 39 to 40 thing was hard. So who's had the most positive impact on me this year? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't let me um, ask. I got all wrapped up in mine, but I do want to know, Karen, <laughs> you've had a really busy year. Yeah. So obviously like my big reflection on the year is the seismic uh, death of my mother, which I still can't believe is a, is a fact um, in October. And that sort of has shaped my 5782. So in terms of positive impact, obviously it's her and her legacy and, you know, thinking about her and who she was and what she's, what she's given to me and what I can then pass on to my, you know, I've really started to think, to think about Lador Vador since she died generation to generation. And I read a brilliant quote. Have you heard of Anya Himar? She's a handbag designer, a very famous handbag designer here. No. So anyway, she wrote this book called If in Doubt, Wash Your Hair. It's just kind of tips and tricks, you know, from who she is. And in the dedication, it says this. It says, I would like to dedicate this to my mother, Susan, and my daughter, Tia. If life is a relay race, then my mother gave me a truly great handoff, and I'm doing my very best to pass the baton as smoothly as I can to someone I know to be a very strong runner indeed. This is a bad analogy. Running was never my strength, but I truly believe this baton pass to be the only really meaningful measure of my success. Oh, and, I love that. And she is a mother of a blended family of five. She married um, she married a man age 25 who had who, a widow with three young children. Wow. She's the most incredible, successful fashion designer. You have to look her up, Anya Himarsh. And for her to say that that's the measure of success is really something to think about. And I really thought about from the door the door you know what my mother has passed to me what I'll be passing to my daughters and but obviously that's not the answer to your question well it is in a way like I wouldn't say my mother's had the most positive moment because I do want to talk about someone who's alive um but I certainly had to mention that and I does it sound tacky to say my husband I just no not at all <laughs> I just feel like he brings out the best in me he lets me be the core person of who I am and he doesn't ever you know talk about the controlling thing earlier like he never tries to kind of make me something I'm not or you know and I can just grow and grow and grow in his company and I think there's nothing more positive than that (laughs) that's so wonderful like it's it's so important to have that support and being able to have that support from a partner is just Mm. it's wonderful it's just so amazing to you know not have to question who you are and also what you want to do and what you want to get out of life because you have that person next to you who's like, yeah, do it, go for it. And anyone that's single is listening. Can I just say, I was searching for like the perfect partner for years and years and years. So I don't want it to sound like, oh, happy, happy couples podcast because I honestly, I never thought, and uh, I did meet my husband relatively late in life age. Was I, I think I was 35, 36. So Anyway, we'd love to hear also, if you're listening, what you want for the new year, please, please DM at Your Jewish Life. I want to hear from you too. Um, so what other, what other questions, Sam? What other reflections on the past year? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, well, should, we talk know. About, should we talk about intentions? Oh, we kind of touched on that. What about important lessons? Important lessons learned? I mean, I think it goes back to what I was saying before about how everything is temporary. It, it, it crops up in different ways. I think um, we, I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually, and they were talking about how 
happiness seems to be like this bar that we're all trying to reach and we're all trying to be happy always. But if you're happy always, you don't appreciate it because you need those sad moments to be able to relish in the happy moments. And sometimes you just need to be sad and sometimes you just need to be reflective and you can't control everybody around you. You can't make everybody else around you happy and happy shouldn't be the default or bar neutrality should be the default or the bar and then you can just feel how you want to feel mm, I love that like we should stop putting pressure on ourselves to to feel a certain way because we're and human just like you're saying it's temporary everything passes like the bad times do pass unfortunately the good times do pass as well yeah they do but they'll come back they come back and you know yeah I sometimes when I've had some really dark moments I um you know stuff to do with my mom and whatever I do remind myself that this is like a tiny 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 period in my big 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 lifetime you know so it's sometimes we we need that a little perspective um so in terms of Rosh Hashanah, what, how you how you getting ready for Rosh Hashanah? What are some fun ways that you like? And also, like, can we talk, let's just talk food. We can't have this long into the podcast <laughs> on Rosh Hashanah and not talk menu ideas and what we, what we love to eat at, at Rosh Hashanah. I mean, you know, I've said it before. I think I probably said it last year. I'll say it again. Rosh Hashanah to me is like second Thanksgiving. My family's always making so much food, probably too much food. I do rely on those like classic favorites that my mom like we'll make so you know it's always like bulls and cabbage and like some vegetables and chicken or turkey and then I think I instead of honey cake because I have I have gluten allergies and like for a while we couldn't find a good gluten-free recipe for honey cake so it just changed into like this banana bread so now I have banana bread I love that which is not apples or honey but whatever it's It's fine it's sweet it's delicious (laughs) What about you? What do you, I feel like you always throw in like something new and fun every year. Well, sort of growing up Rosh Hashanah and even, you know, there, there's never been like a standard Rosh Hashanah because of our extended family in Israel. Sometimes mm-hmm. we go there. Some, now I'm in the new family unit in the last eight years, my own family, we've started our own traditions. So, I mean, when I think of Rosh Hashanah, I do think of Rosh Hashanah in Israel with all my family there and just a feast of sort of, you know, Iraqi, Safadi, all different influences of food. You know, we some of us are married, Ashkenazi. It's just a bit of everything and just loud, loud noise <laughs> and craziness and joy. And what I love also about Rosh Hashanah in Israel, kind of full circle back to we start at the beginning, is everybody's doing it and it's the best feeling in the world. I encourage everybody in their lifetime to do a Jewish holiday in Israel where I'm you are not the minority. Invite, Karen. Well, even if you, you know, I, I, we're not waiting for stuff in the new year. You make <laughs> it happen. <laughs> but um, of course, of course, no, anytime I go to Israel, I would love you to join us. I have a big, big family there. My mom was one of five and it's just great fun. But there's just that thing about, you know, you're driving to some, to your aunt's house with, with, um, food in the boot and you look to your left on the highway and they've got the same thing they're driving to the ones <laughs> for the holidays with and it's just it's just a lovely feeling but we will be here in London this year I'm hoping we will be able to do it at um our new in our new home it just depends on my my in-laws and tra- them traveling if they can my mother-in-law can travel we'll see so that's not clear but I'd, I I would love to do it in my in our new home and just just some simple easy rest recipes also quick plug for smashing life we've got 
Liz Rubin coming in to do, did you know this and to do um, sort of easy menu hacks and menu ideas for Smashing Ooh. Life? Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to tune in for that. Yeah. Smashing Life is my members community, which is great fun in there. So we've got lots of good stuff coming for Shana. So I might pick up some ideas. No, but I, I'm going to keep it simple if we do it here. And I do like baking um, round colors with my daughters on Rosh Hashanah as well. We That's like really fun. That. That's cute. And you know what else we love doing, Sam? Decorating the table, making it look pretty. So cute. That's <laughs> do you so not do fun. that? Do you not buy apples in all different ways? No. <laughs> no, we we were, we were pretty simple. But I feel like that's such a fun thing to do with kids. Yes. Um, and if I had kids of my own, I probably would do that. Yeah, um, yeah it's super cute. We And, you know, it's funny enough that they get more excited about that kind of they stuff. They do. And yeah. If you if you make the holidays more accessible and more fun for your kids, like they're going to they're going to want to do it. They're going to say, when can we do this again? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. My kids, my kids love all those traditions. And I'm just thinking what else food wise. Yeah. My girls like putting sprinkles in the honey as well. Because <laughs> it's not sweet enough. <laughs> but yeah, bring on, bring so on the apple and honey emo- emojis for the next few weeks. And then, you know, I like sending Shana Tova cards as well. That's like a new thing we've been doing. Hand, That's hand, sweet. Handmade ones like by the girls, which is cute. No pun intended. <laughs> and you know, I don't know how it is in your, but you still like, you can't find Rosh Hashanah cards that are pretty here in in the UK. Like they're just like disgusting, kind of old fashioned. Yeah, I mean, designs. we honestly, I've been seeing more and more pop up here um, in like regular stores. There's a couple of stores that I go to. Um, I live in a pretty Jewish neighborhood, so like they'll have them, but they're nice and they're pretty. And then I've been seeing like at the regular like drug stores and our, our drug stores and pharmacies in America, we have cards that are sold. Like we sell cards there, so you know, you walk in and it's usually like you know, birthday, Christmas, all, all the standard stuff. And I've been seeing a couple more, like usually it's like maybe one, like yeah. really ugly, like yeah. bar mitzvah card. And that's, that's your Jewish section, but I've been seeing a little bit more, which has been pretty interesting. But then again, my husband bought Rosh Hashanah cards three years ago and he's like, Oh, I can't wait to fill these out. And they're still sitting on our dining room <laughs> table and they have not been filled out for three years. So I'm not holding my breath that they're happening this year. But I love that he bought the cards. Like, yeah, he was like, oh, I can't wait to send these to friends and family. I'm like, really? <laughs> got to actually write them out. <laughs> so what's left to say? Is there anything left to say other than Shana Tova Anything, final words? <laughs> yeah, I just, I hope that everybody listening, you know, is kinder to themselves this year. I feel yeah. like we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like whether it's the secular new year or, or Jewish new year to change every aspect about ourselves and make it make resolutions and this year I'm going to do better and I'm going to fix everything and it's unrealistic and it's not it's not fair to yourself and I think if there's things that are important to you to change you can do it little by little as my husband likes to say how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time Ah, that's adorable with maybe a little honey <laughs> elephant dip and honey and on that same note like don't put pressure on yourself jewishly either you know if you exactly. don't have family around and it's just rosh hashanah for one or for two i know emily who is also on the team um a couple of years ago during covid i think she did summer holidays on her own and she said it was an interesting experience and yeah. whatever you can do you can do if you can't get the challah and you just don't have time to bake it whatever it's okay lay your table in white treat yourself to your favorite food what you do is what you do and even just from listening to this podcast you know I hope you feel have that warm fuzzy 
Jewish feeling inside. It doesn't have to be grand gestures if you're not able to attend synagogue, whatever. It's it's your Jewish life your way. That's right. Already. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish we could close with like a few songs off the Rosh Hashanah playlist, but I think we'll just close with the usual jingle. But make sure you, if you're listening, you, you scoot down to yourjewishlife.co slash Rosh. No, yourjewishlife.co slash make sure if you're listening scoot down to yourjewishlife.co slash rosh playlist i'll link to in the show notes if you want you know hours worth of fun songs and also if you want the guide if you do actually want to know all the ins and outs and how to celebrate and all that good stuff and links to food ideas and songs and whatever yourjewishlife.co slash rosh so sam it's been so fun hanging out with you. We need to always smash, fun hanging out with you, Karen. Smash through the screen and be in the, in the same city, maybe in five, seven, eight, three. <laughs> I hope so. <sighs> oh, well, Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Download my free guide on how to have your best Rosh Hashanah ever in 2022 at yourjewishlife.co slash rosh. That's yourjewishlife.co slash R-O-S-H. If you want your best Rosh Hashanah ever in 2022, I've got you.